Hallelujah. Y'all may be seated. How many believers we have out there? All right. Y'all ready for the word? Hallelujah. I'm locked and loaded. Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you have your Bibles, um, you can, um, I don't need these monitors, or you can turn them down really low. Uh, actually, you know, monitors are cool, just turn them down. Uh, I feel like I can whisper. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Anybody know what we've been talking about? Somebody, enemies of faith. Everybody say enemies of faith. Thank you, Lord. Okay, we're going to begin in First um, Timothy chapter six. All righty. Okay, welcome, praise God, welcome everybody watching online, welcome Indianapolis campus, and uh, we're going to talk about what we've been talking about for some time now, enemies of faith, your faith has enemies, all right, enemy, well, before we get into these enemies, let's look at our foundation scripture found in First Timothy chapter 6. First part of verse 12, the first six words says, fight the good fight of faith. So we're in a faith fight, obviously, because it says fight the good fight of faith. And I like that it says good fight, and that lets us know that we win. Okay? So everybody say fight. fight. The good fight of faith. So if there's a fight of faith, and there is, then there must be, of necessity, enemies to our faith. So that's what we're looking into, enemy number one. We're going to just jump right in because we've got a lot of material to cover. Enemy number one, anybody help me out? A lack of knowledge of the word of Christ. Okay, we need to read the Bible through the lens of the finished work of Jesus. This is, this is going to help your faith today. So are y'all ready? Yes. All right. Praise the Lord. Okay, so enemy number one is a lack of knowledge of the word of Christ. See, the whole Bible is all about Jesus. Now we're going to look at enemy number three today. Enemy number two is? A failure, thank you for the three of you to remember that. <laughs> and we've been spending a lot of time on that. A failure to act like the word is true. Failure to act like God's word is true. Okay, enemy number three is being governed by sense knowledge evidence. 
Oh, this is a big one. We're going to have some fun with this one. Being governed by or being controlled by or paying all your attention to sense, knowledge, evidence. And a lot of people, um, this enemy is whipping them. See, you got to watch for these enemies. And you know what saddens me and what really not just saddens me, but it, it drives me to keep proclaiming the message of the gospel, the, the, the gospel of Christ, the good news of God's grace, of his unmerited favor. What drives me to keep preaching it strong and preaching it often and getting it out any means necessary, what drives me is that there, there are people who live as though Jesus never went to the cross. People who live their lives like Jesus never went to the cross. I mean, they talk about church, but they depend on other things for their lives instead of depending on Jesus and believing on Jesus to heal them, to care for them, to provide for them, to protect them, to prosper them, to give them victory. Amen. We d depend on Jesus. Yes, go to work, but depend on him. Your job is not your source. Jesus is our source. Thank you, Lord. If you don't get that pro promotion on the job, God's got something else for you. He's got something better for you. Huh? Even if you don't get the promotion that, that you were ex expecting, you, you know what? You, th th that promotion, that job is not your source. Jesus is your source. Well, I'm just discouraged. The, one of the reasons why people are discouraged is because of this enemy. It's an enemy to your faith. Your faith has enemies. See, don't look for the devil to be going down the street with a pitchfork dressed in red with, you know, pointy tail, horns. And that. that's, not, that's not what the, the devil looks like. He comes in the form of these enemies. He tries to get you discouraged, to get your, get your eyes off of the word. And here it is right here. We're going to help. We're going to help you overcome this enemy. And you, you've got to see it sounds good in church, but when you're out there and these circumstances start rising up against you. Okay. You've got to avoid these enemies and keep trusting Jesus. And when stuff doesn't look right, when the circumstances, it doesn't look like that uh, you can pay your bills. It doesn't, doesn't, you don't feel healed. We've got to do this. While we do not look at the things which are seen. And people say, well, that doesn't make sense. If you think about it, it doesn't even make sense. How are, you gonna, how are you going to not look at the bills? Enemy number three. See, you don't deny, faith doesn't deny what is. It denies what is the right to control you. See, you're not being, you're not being governed by, ruled by, sense, knowledge, evidence. Now, I know it's staring you in the face. 
It looks like you, you can never be healed. And the doctors, they've done everything that they can for you. But see, we've got to keep our eyes on the prize, keep our eyes on Jesus, and don't look at the things which are seen. You say, that doesn't make sense. You're exactly right. Go to the head of the class. It's not sense. It's faith. Faith is not sense, and sense is not faith. Well, I'm just discouraged. You, why? Because of sense, knowledge, evidence, because of what you see. But see, when you have your eyes on Jesus you re- and it's finished work and you understand your healing is finished, your prosperity is finished, you just say, Lord, I just thank you. I'm not looking at what I see. How do you do that? Just act like it ain't there. You don't deny it. You don't deny its existence. But you're, you just ignore it. I'm trusting Jesus. I'm not looking at these things which are seen. But see, now, at the same time, you've got to look at something. You've got to look at the things which are not seen. Oh, now you're really crazy now. Now we really left sense, right? Because how are you going to look at something that ain't seen? Like somebody said, I want you to look at that thing that's not seen. I mean, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to even say nothing. <laughs> uh, amen. What you going to do? You going to, you going to, excuse me, Indianapolis, excuse me, you going to listen to somebody else while I'm teaching? <laughs> I mean, goodness. No, I'm messing. I know there has to be an explanation, and I know I'm going to hear it. But we, we, we don't look at the things which are, we don't look at the things which are seen, but we look at the things which are not seen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So we have to look at something. And the only way that you, what's, what's the Bible talking about? You got to look at something that is in another realm, and it takes faith to do that. What realm am I talking about? The spirit realm. And I'm going to show you exactly what to look at. See, we, we got to know what to look at. Now, watch this. Paul goes on to explain, the things which are seen, these circumstances that come against you, that, that, that sickness, the, the financial lack, it's temporary, people. It's fixing to change. It's temporary. It's already done in the spirit, but in the natural See, I, oh, Pastor, you're talking about the finished work and the cross. But I, I, need, I need money now. <laughs> I need healing now. I need it. I know you're talking about that spirit realm. I need it in this realm. But here's the good news. It will manifest in the natural realm, but you've got to keep your eyes off of the natural realm and what's seen and look at the things which are not seen. You got to look at, you got to know what to look at, okay? And, and see, that encourages you 
when you can see what's in this unseen realm and all the blessings that have already, do you realize that God says that, that you've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ? All the promises of God are in him, yes and amen. Thank you, Lord. We have exceedingly great and precious promises that have been already given to us. They're in the spirit realm. But again, how do we get it in this natural realm? And we're, we're going to talk about that. Y'all ready? So the good news is these things that you're looking at, these circumstances that come up against you are temporary. The things which are not seen are eternal. The things which are seen are temporal. They are subject to change. The things which are not seen are eternal. Okay? Now, things seen, it's not just talking about what you can see with your eyes. It's talking about your senses, all your natural senses. You have five senses. Okay? And this is talking about the things that can be perceived by the senses. Second Corinthians 5 7 in the next chapter over says that we walk by faith, not by sight. Again, sight, seeing, same thing. It's talking about things in, uh, uh, in, the, in, the, in the sense realm. So we walk by the things that are not seen that we perceive by our faith. Okay? Not by sight. Or we can say, we walk by faith and not by the senses. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, also dealing with things not seen. We walk by what? Faith, not by sight. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. This is the biblical, classical, technical definition of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not what? Seen. That word's seen again. So here we get, get a, another clue about what faith does. See, faith is my evidence. Faith is my evidence that I have my healing, even though I can't feel my healing. Faith is the evidence that I have abundance rather than this lack that I'm seeing. Because when people look at you and you say, praise God, I am blessed abundantly. God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. And people look at you, well, you sure do look like you're lacking. <laughs> but see, you're looking at something else. But I'm going to show you exactly what you need to be looking at. I mean, so, okay, so what, 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 you say, okay, faith is the evidence. Well, but what does that even mean? I'm going to break it down to you. But here I want you to know faith is the evidence. Now, the Amplified says faith is the assurance, the, the confirmation, the title deed of the things that we hope for. Faith being the proof of things we do not see, listen, and the conviction of their reality Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Whew! 
Man, this is, man, I'm, I'm getting fired up because I know where, I know where this is going, man. Woo! See, now, now, let's look at this slowly. Faith is the assurance. See, I, I, I like to speed up, but I can, but I, I just take my time because I know, I, I listen to people talk. And I'm saying, aren't you listening? Are you, people are living, again, like, like Jesus never went to the cross. Like these things aren't done, done. Like these things aren't a reality. But see, you, you can live according to the sense reality or the faith reality. See, the, the spirit, well, you talk about that old spirit realm. That ain't nothing. What? This whole natural realm came out of the spirit world. God spoke this whole physical world into existence. God saw it, and then he spoke it into existence. He said, light be, and light was. Huh? So the spirit world, you, you think, well, I, I, just, I just believe what I can see and what I can feel and what my senses tell me. I ain't believing all that religious nonsense. It's not religious nonsense. It's not religion at all. I, I want, want you to know the spirit realm has to be more real than everything you can touch and feel and smell and taste and hear, huh? Because think about it. It's the spirit world that spoke the physical world into existence. So the spirit world has to be more real than the world it created. These people talk about there is no God and this big bang and this thing just kind of just came out of nowhere and just, what? I can only believe what science says. It takes more faith to believe there's not a God. I don't, I don't know how scientists, intelligent people, because I think they're just educated beyond their intellect, but I, th I think that they just, I don't see how you can be a scientist and not know that there's a God. The Bible tells us we, we ought to be able to know by the things that, that are created that there's a God. Huh? Creation is so precise. If the, if the sun was any closer to the earth, it would disintegrate. It doesn't even make sense that the whole universe revolves around this little earth, which is relatively small in comparison to all of the planets that are out there. And the whole universe revolves around the earth. That would be like, like me saying, you, you, you have a watch that keeps time. And you, 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 don't, you, you don't look at your watch, okay, 11.20. I wonder, is it really 11.20? You never had that thought. Somebody tells you what time it is, you tell 11.20. What if I told you th th this, this watch came into being because, uh, I mean, all of a sudden the, 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 the hand and the, all the components, they just came out, out of nowhere. There was just a big bang, and all of a sudden and the watch just started, just started, the components of the watch just started coming together. I have, I have a digital watch, but like if you just have a, like a regular a watch that's got the, the second hand and the 
the, you know, the, the, the big, big hand and the small hand, whatever they call, and, and the, the minute and the hour hand. They, they, just, they just, one hand just came out from the east, <laughs> and another one came out of the west, and I just woke up and then I just had this watch. <laughs> Who would believe that? Now, why do think people believe that just earth came just out of nowhere? Why does our nose go down like this instead of like up, there, like up that way? Makes sense, right? Because God created our nose, right? <laughs> you were created on, on purpose, but that's, that's a whole other subject. That's a good, good creation lesson, right? Don't, don't get stupid with it. Huh? Oh, you know, uh, you sit up under all this word and let somebody talk you into, into, into some nonsense that there's no God. When somebody tells you that, you, st you tell them, well, you know, the Bible says there is no God. What? Yeah, the Bible says that. Don't you know that? It says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Anybody that says there's no God, you know you're talking to a fool. <laughs> I don't care how much education they got. And the Bible says there is no God. It says, it, but you got to know who says that in the Bible. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Amen. Joanne, you turn that other preacher off? Yes. Okay. All right. I really appreciate that. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell her like I told, uh, like uh, a Je uh, Jethro. You know, anybody remember the Beverly Hillbillies? And, uh, and uh, Jed, he would always he would say, one of these days, I'm going to have a long talk with that boy. He'd say, one of these days, I'm going to have a long talk with Joanne. <laughs> Amen. So, so faith is the assurance, the confirmation, it is the title deed. Man, man there's so much in this. I, I could spend the rest of the time teaching on that. See, faith is the evidence. It's, it's, it's a confirmation. See, you don't need some confirmation from somebody giving you a prophecy. Your faith is the confirmation. <laughs> now, keep, keep, keep all this in mind. Faith is the confirmation. It's the title deed. If, if you're going house shopping, let's say you're going to move to Minneapolis. And, and you go to Minneapolis, and, uh, well, listen, no, let's say you don't go to Minneapolis. You're talking to a realtor over the phone, and they say, look, I got these amazing, nobody does it like this, but uh, just bear with me um, for the sake of the illus illustration. So let's say you, you, you say, uh, what kind of properties do you have? Well, I've got this one over on such and such street, over on uh, Mayberry Street. Okay. And uh, they say, okay, it costs so much. And you say, okay, I'll buy it. Let's say it's 300000 And so you buy the house without even looking at it. And you fill out all the paperwork. And you pay for the house, get the paperwork, you get the title deed to the house. But you never went to Minneapolis. Well, 
even though you haven't seen that house, the title deed is the proof document that you have that house, even though you haven't seen it. Faith is your title deed. That you have your healing before you get it. Faith is the title deed that you have the finances before they manifest. Your faith is the confirmation. Well, I just need, I just need a sign. Have the mailman come, Lord, three hours early tomorrow. Have a rooster crow in the morning. Have a robin show up and, and, and show up on my bush today. And, and then I'll know that you've answered my prayer. No, faith is the confirmation. See, when you've got the word of God, you've got all the confirmation you need. Well, how does the word connect with faith? I'm going to show you. All right. Now, it's, it's faith is the confirmation of the assurance, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof. Faith is the proof of things that we do not what? See. And the conviction of their reality. And see has to do again with the things perceived by the senses as you'll see later in this verse. And the conviction, the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving, I love this, perceiving as real fact what is not what is not revealed to the senses, what your senses can't see right now. See, this is when, this is the time not to be frustrated, but to rejoice. Well, wh why are you frustrated? I don't see anything. That's the time to shout. That's when you need faith, when you don't see it, when it's not revealed to the senses. You can say, praise God, thank you. Hallelujah, you can get excited about it. All right. What, that's all well and good, Pastor, but what's in that spirit realm you're talking about? How do I look? I, 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 I get it, but I'm having trouble understanding how do I look at what I can't see? All right? How, 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 do, how, does, how is my faith the evidence? What, what do I look at? Okay, but what does it say? Say the word. The word is near you in your what? Mouth and in your heart. Praise God. You ought to be speaking the word of God. In order, in order for faith to work, you, you know, you've got, you've got to have the word in two places. Your heart and your mouth. In your heart to believe it, in your mouth to speak it. What are you speaking? Speak what the word says. The word is near you in your mouth. You'll see the importance of the word here in a moment. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of what? The word of faith which we preach. See, the word that we preach is a faith-producing word. Faith in the word is like wet with the water. If, if you are, are, are at a restaurant and you ask the waiter to bring you a glass of water, you don't say, make sure it's wet. Right? Wet, wet is a characteristic of water. You got water, you got wet. Right. This, this Bible is a faith-producing word. When you have the word, you have faith. Huh? When you have faith, you know the word has to be present. Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
See, when you've got faith, you've got the word. When you've got the word, you've got faith because you can't have faith without the word. They go hand in hand like the wet with the water. Got it? So faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Listen, Christos in the Greek, Christ. See, it's talking about through hearing the word of Christ, the, 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 the gospel message, the message about the finished work of Jesus, the gospel of grace. How do we read the Bible? Through the lens of the finished work. <laughs> Jesus told those religious people, you search the scriptures. In them, you think you have eternal life, John 5, 37. He said, you think you have eternal life. You, you got your head in the Bible. There's a lot of people have their head in the Bible, but they don't understand the finished work. They don't read the Bible through the lens of the finished work of Jesus. They don't read the Bible through the lens of the cross. They're trying to get God to do stuff that he's already done. Like if my people will call, will call by my name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my place. Uh, seek my face then I'm going to hear from heaven no he hears from heaven now the moment you pray and it's not conditional based on you turning from your wicked ways and all that Jesus dealt with our wicked ways on the cross see that's an Old Testament uh, prayer that was okay in a conditional covenant the Old Testament was a conditional covenant based on what you had to do to qualify for God to bless you. In the new covenant, it's a, it's, it, it is a unconditional covenant based on what Jesus did on the cross to qualify you. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. So we're, we're, we're qualified to get our prayers answered. So we come boldly to the throne of grace. It's not the throne of judgment. He'll never say, mm, let me see. Let me see how good you are. He, he's, not, he's not making a list and checking it twice to see whether you're naughty or nice. You're accepted based on Jesus' acceptance. So you can come boldly. It's not a throne of judgment. It's the throne of grace. He told those religious People, Jesus, you search the scriptures and them, you think you have eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. All the scriptures point to him. So faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. See, now, now this will mess some people up. You can read, you can, you can hear some preaching and it's not the word of Christ. They're scriptures, and people can be preaching. They can sweat while they preach, but it's not the word of Christ. Well, I'm telling you, people, you've got to humble yourself and turn from your wicked ways. Then the Bible says, only then will I hear. See, that's old covenant preaching. It could be intense. It could, it could make the, 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 the hair stand up on the back of your neck. And a lot of these guys are mesmerized when, mesmerizing when they do it, but it's not based on the finished work, so none of that stuff works. Only the finished work works. 
So faith, how do you get faith? Comes by hearing, hearing through the word of Christ. Okay, so when you have the word, you've got faith. Now, when you have faith, you have the word. So when we preach the word, okay, so again, we're, we're, we're talking about getting to how do we know what's in the spirit realm? Okay, so what do we preach when we preach the word? It's test time, y'all. When you're preaching the word, you preach faith, right? Yep, okay, okay, we got it. You got faith, you got the word, you got the word, you have faith. Okay, that said, what are you preaching when we preach the word? What's, what's another word, what, what's another way of saying uh, uh, preaching the word, what are we preaching? Preaching the gospel, right? Huh? Now, we need to know what the gospel is. The gospel is the gospel of grace. It's the gospel. Gospel means not bad news, good news. It's the good news of the finished work of Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. Amen? So, so as opposed to bad news, like you, like you read, like you get on Twitter <laughs> and, you, and you get on the news, right? All, all this bad stuff happening. It's bad news. See, because see, when, when, you, when you go to the word, you, you're going to get good news. It's the gospel. It's, it's good news. And wh what, what happens when you have news? You have what? What, what, what? You got information, right? So when you go to the word, you get good news or information about what Jesus did in his finished work on a cross. So, going back to what we said earlier, now faith and the word are synonymous terms. The only way you can have faith, because it comes by what? Hearing. hearing and hearing by the word of God. You can't have faith apart from the word of God. And you can't have the word in you without having faith. So faith and the word are synonymous terms. So we can use them, and I, I, and I go into detail with this because I don't want you to think I'm misusing the scripture. You're seeing this with your own eyes. And listen, listen to it from your heart. See how this resonates in your heart. I'm not twisting the scriptures. We can use faith and the word interchangeably in the Bible because you can't have, you can't have one without the other. Got it? Okay, now, now are, you, are you ready? To, man, this is what I really wanted to get to. Let's look at some previous verses with the changes. And this is going to let you know exactly what your faith is the evidence of. This is going to tell you exactly what we look at when we look at the things which are not seen. Are you ready? All right, we're going to share that with you next week because we're out of time. No, no. Okay, watch this. I'm not going to do you that. Now, watch this. Let's look at Hebrews 11.1 1 with those changes. Now, the word of Christ. See, what we're doing is we're substituting faith for the word because you can't have one without the other. So, instead of... Everywhere it says faith, we're going to put the word of Christ. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Okay. 
See how this resonates on the inside of you, in your heart. Now the word of God is the substance of things hoped for. Or the word of Christ, excuse me. The word of Christ is the substance of things hoped for. The word of Christ, and it, it is the word of God, but I, I want you to understand that, that the scriptures point to Jesus. That's, that's what we need to understand. So, so the word of Christ is the substance of things hoped for. The word of Christ is the evidence of things not perceived by the senses. Ooh-wee. I'm getting excited up here all by myself. What am I talking about? I'm talking about what's in the spirit realm. The word of God tells us what's in the spirit realm. You see, the word of God is my evidence. The word of Christ is my evidence of things that I can't see. The word tells me I'm healed. The word of Christ tells me I'm prosperous. The word of Christ tells me I'm highly favored. The word of Christ tells me I'm accepted. The word of Christ tells me I'm the righteousness of God when, when people call me everything but a child of God. And people cuss me out on the job. I know that I'm not who you say I am. I'm who God says I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Misunderstood by you, accepted by God. (laughs) Woo! Thank you, Jesus. The only opinion of you that matters is God's opinion of you. Don't get your value based on somebody else's opinion of you. The word is my evidence of who I am. Look at this. 2 Corinthians, excuse me, yeah, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, making those changes. For we walk by the word of Christ, not by the senses. (laughs) Oh, man. Are y'all getting excited with me? We walk by the word of Christ, not by the senses. We, we see that in, in 2 Kings. Um, when I'm going to share this with you before we close. Uh, 2, uh, 2 Kings, when the children of Israel uh, were at war with Syria. And um, this is not in your notes, but this fits perfectly. Uh, So Israel is at war against the Syrians. And so the king of Syria, um, every time they plan an attack, every time the the Syrian army will plan an attack against Israel, Israel would know the battle plans ahead of time. They would know that where where the Syrians were going to attack. And so the king of Syria, man, he was perplexed. And he said, okay, there must be some kind of a spy. There must be uh, an an Israeli spy that infiltrated our our ranks. And some, one of his servants came to him. Oh, no, king. He said, there's a prophet over there named Elijah. And he can tell you what's happening in your bedroom. He's a bad, bad man. 
And, and no, that, that wasn't really true. That was his perspective. But really, he only knew what the Spirit of God would reveal to him through the spiritual gift of a word of a knowledge. See? And so he operated in the gifts. He was a prophet. And he knew what the Spirit of God revealed to him. So the king said, okay, go get this guy. So they went and they found out he was in Dothan. And they sent troops. They, they sent a multitude of troops just to get one dude. That's how bad Elijah was. And so Elijah had a servant named Gehazi. And, and Gehazi was up, I'm going to paraphrase this, like he's up on the top of the mountain uh, getting some water for, for the cappuccino machine. And, uh, you know, Elijah, he had a cappuccino machine. And so uh, they needed some fresh water. So they went up, and he was on his way to Dunkin' Donuts, grabbed some donuts. And that was also up there at the top of the hill. There was a new Dunkin' Donuts in town. He goes up on the top of the hill, and he looks out. And as far as his eyes can see, there's Syrian troops all around. All of a sudden, man, he, he drops his water jug, and uh, he forgets about the donuts, and he runs down the hill, and he goes to Elisha, and he said, Alas, my master. Most of that stuff I told you is not in the Bible, but this is. He said, Alas, my master, how shall we do? He's freaked out by what? What he saw. How does this relate to us? You can be freaked out by things that you see. When that guy comes to you on the job and says, you know what, we, we're going we're gonna to cut back some of these jobs here, and um, I, I, I want to thank you for your service, but um, I'm going to have to let you go. All oh, this preaching is good right now. But when you're faced with that situation and that bad report and that doctor tells you, there's nothing else we can do. This is a situation like that. So apply this whenever you hit with something. I'm not teaching you to get you excited on Sunday. I want to help your life. When you know what to look at. See? This is the stuff I get excited about. <laughs> I want you to know I want, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Huh? You think, Pastor, don't know what I'm talking about. Sh shut up because you weren't there when they tied all of my stuff up on 79th and Harcourt in Indianapolis. And they kicked me out of my apartment. I got home from, uh, from work and, uh, well, it wasn't work because I got fired. And um, coming home from somewhere. And they had all my stuff was out in front of everybody, in front of the neighbors, everybody. Uh, it had a rope tied around all of my stuff. That was the environment that I learned this stuff in. <laughs> you understand? And I had to apply that. How am I not going to see all my stuff? Amen. <laughs> they just put all my how you gonna, how are you not gonna look at the things which are seen? 
you got to do it with the eye of faith. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So Gehazi runs off the mountain and he, he goes in and he says, um, my master, Elijah, I mean, he, he, the, 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 the army is saying we're surrounded. There's no escape. We're going to die. We're going to get killed. It's over. It's, we, it's, we're, we're, we're done. We're finished. Elijah said, man, man sit, sit down. Just sit down. Relax. Let's get, you know, let, 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 let's, let's make a latte over here. I got a little water left here. I can see you, you didn't get the water like you're supposed to. But let's just sit, sit down here. Go to the cappuccino machine. Let's 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 make make us a, a latte and uh, sit down, and you can tell me what's going on. So, so, so after the second latte, he says, uh, Elijah says, "Okay, now calm down. Tell me what happened." I'm, 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 master, I, I went I went to the top of the city, you know, and I was trying to get some water, get get, get a couple donuts, and I found out, you know, that uh, I, I looked around and there was the army of the Syrians. They came. They come to. Get us. I tell you, there's no escape. There's no way out. We're done. We're finished. Our ministry's over. He said, he said, come show me. He just is calm. So they go to the they go to the top of the city and uh, he said, and he said, see? Gehazi, see? I told you. See? 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 Told you we're gonna die. It's over. We surrounded. It's no escape. Elijah says, oh. He's like, oh. He said, now look here, man. He said, now I know you're the prophet. I'm just a servant, and I've been serving you all these years. Have I ever said anything? No, I ain't never said nothing. But now I think you got old and senile because you can't plainly see that, that we are finished. And watch this. Elijah prays a prayer over him that makes no sense. Second Kings, he said, first, first of all, before he prayed, he said, he answered, do not fear, the previous verse says, Elijah, my master, how, what, 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 what should we do? He answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. What? Gehazi's like, now I know you're crazy. I ain't never opened my mouth before, but I think you, 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 you're losing it right now. Because more with us? Let me show you something. Now, just, just put up with me now, 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 now prophet. I know I, I normally don't say nothing, but look at this. It's 10,000. 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, 60, 70, 90, 100,000 troops out there, okay? Now, one, two. <laughs> and, and, and you say there's more with us? Man, you've lost your mind. I don't mean in disrespect, but you've lost your mind, man. Elijah prayed. Watch this. Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. What? Open his eyes? It was his eyes that was freaking him out. Caused him to be freaked out, right? And he's praying, open his eyes. He's not talking about his natural eye. 
Elijah was into a totally different reality. Then the Lord, now in the story, they got the victory because of who was with them. Elijah said, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. What is that? These are angelic hosts. These same angels that encamp around you to keep you in all your ways. They excel in strength, hearkening to the voice of the word of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. When you give voice to the word of God, your angels go to work on your behalf, even though you can't see them. Listen, here's the moral, moral of the story. Listen, the opening of Gehazi's eyes did not create the horses and chariots of fire. They were already there. Everything you need for your healing is already there. Everything you need for your financial prosperity is already there. Your angels, you don't just have angels when you're a baby. And those babies, I mean, or angels are not these little babies. Throw away them little things in your house with all them little babies with wings. There's, those are not no angels. They give you a wrong and I'm not condemning you, but see, I don't like the, the images in my mind. These little babies flying around, they can't help nobody. We got these big old angels, man. They're, they're excelling strength. You don't see the Bible talking about them little babies. But, huh? Flying around. I can do better than them. I need some supernatural help. I don't need little, little babies flying around my head. Uh, amen. I want you to know your victory is already there. See, so now, do you understand now how we look? How many of you are glad you came today? We, we look into the Word of God because the Word of God tells me. The Word tells me what's in the spirit realm. We walk by the word, not by the senses. The word tells me I got angels. So I'm walking with confidence. People will mistake it for arrogance, but it's knowing who you are. It's not arrogance, and you're not even taking credit for it. You are who you are because of Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Got to preach a little bit better with Joanne here. She got, I mean, got competition in my own church. <laughs> thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for all that you've done. Thank you that we got angels.